Hello, precious brothers and sisters. Hey, have you ever said something to somebody and what you said was not necessarily what they heard or what you even meant? My name is Jody Coward, and I would like to welcome you to the Blood of the Lamb Ministries' new podcast, Twisted Perspectives. Twisted Perspectives is about expressions that you've often heard, but we've put a new and slightly twisted biblical perspective on them. And occasionally, we'll even discuss some other biblical topics. Hidden Keys Times were so much different when I was a kid growing up in El Paso, Texas. For example, most people didn't lock their doors. However, if you did go by a neighbor's to visit and found that the door was locked, most likely you knew where they had hidden their key. If you knew where the key was, then you were considered to be part of their family, and it was not rude at all if you went in and made yourself a glass of tea or even a cup of coffee while you waited for your friends to come back home. It was just expected of you because you were considered to be their family. We are all children and family of the King, and He has given us keys. And I'm not necessarily talking about the keys of the kingdom that Jesus said He had given us, but rather a hidden key, the key to the front door of His throne room. He hides it, and He expects you to use it because we are considered His family. Now, I know you're thinking... I didn't know God had a hidden key. Well, he does. And he hides it right behind your worship. Worship is the key to his presence. And it's the only key that works. And now that you know that where God hides this key, he expects you to use it. I mean, after all, you are his kid. Hidden keys. In today's Twisted Perspectives episode... I mentioned that uh, there's a good possibility that God might have a hidden key placed somewhere. So I want to shift our focus a little bit to look into the scriptures to see what we might be able to find. And I very well may be wrong in a statement that I'm about to make. But it is my experience and in my continuing search for God for well over 20 years now that I'm going to make this statement with that experience in my past. Hey, and if I'm wrong, I encourage you to email me. So here's my statement. God is searching for one thing, and we're supposed to be searching for one thing. And what I want to do is to break both of those things down. That's my statement, and like I said, if I'm wrong, please email me. But according to Jesus himself... The Father is searching for worshipers who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And I want to look at a couple of scriptures uh, regarding this. In John chapter 4, verse 24, in the New Living Translation, Jesus said these words, For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The same scripture in verse 23 and 24 of the New Passion Translation. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. Okay, so let's look into this scripture just for a little bit. Jesus said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And it is my opinion that when Jesus said God is looking for worshipers to worship him in spirit and in truth, 
that's worshiping God because he is spirit and our spirits are connecting with him, worshiping him in the spirit. But here's the part I really want to look at, the truth part, that we would worship God in spirit and in truth, not only for our true selves, but for the truth of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. He said, I am the way to the Father, the truth, and the life. So what is the one thing that we're supposed to be looking for? Jesus told us in Matthew 6.33, this is probably one of my most favorite scriptures. This scripture got me focused on God like never before. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. And I want you to notice that he said the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of heaven. These are two distinct different phrases, which we'll get into later. My translation of that scripture, if you care to know Jody's translation of it, seek first the kingdom of God. That, that phrase, kingdom of God, refers to how God operates within his kingdom. And his righteousness, which means how does God, how God operates in his kingdom and the right way of which he does things. And I also want to throw this in. As far as a king and a kingdom, you cannot separate them. They are the exact same things. The king is the kingdom. Okay. Now let's look at the phrase kingdom of heaven. That refers to as a place, the kingdom of heaven. Or you could say it this way, the territory of the kingdom of heaven. It's not the same phrase as the kingdom of God. Totally two different phrases. Point being is that Jesus told us to make seeking first how God operates within his kingdom and the right way he does it. He told us to make that our first priority of learning and seeking God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And you can also say it like this. When you're seeking the kingdom of God, you're seeking God himself. Now I want to take you to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 13 through 14. And I'm going to read it out of the message translation. Hey, man, don't y'all love these different translations of the Bible? They seem to help me so much. My favorite always will be the New King James. But I love all these new different translations. It helps me to understand what God's saying. But anyway, I want to... Focus in on the message translation of Jeremiah 29, verses 13 through 14. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure that you won't be disappointed. This is God's decree. Let's back up a minute here, just a little bit. When you get serious about finding me and want to know more of me than anything else. Previous to that, it said, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. You know what? That sounds like a secret hiding place to me. Hiding places have keys. So if this is true, and I truly believe it is, where does God hide this key at? If we're looking for him and we can find him and he's hiding, and if there's a key of the door that he's hiding behind, where does he hide this key? Now I want to take you to the book of Psalms, chapter 22, verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to read verse 1 just because I like it, and Jesus also quoted this psalm on the cross. Psalm 22, 
verses 1 through 3 out of the Amplified Bible. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Sounds to me like he's hiding. Oh my God, I call out by day, but you don't answer. And by the night, but I find no rest nor quiet. But you are holy, and you are enthroned in the place where the praises of Israel are offered up. So we're in the New Covenant today. Where are the praises of God offered up to a born-again New Testament believer? You are the dwelling place of the Spirit of the living God of Israel. So anytime you offer up praises, God inhabits those praises, and he comes down from heaven and brings his presence with him. So to me, the hidden key of finding God is hidden right behind your worship, just like it said in Hidden Keys. Hey, thank you so much. I'd like to pray for you real quick, if you don't mind. Father our God, I ask you in the name of Jesus to draw your children to you like a magnet, that you would give them a thirst, a hunger, and a desire, Father, to chase after you. A hunger and a thirst and a desire, Father, just to lift up their praises to you. Because you are worthy to be praised. You are the creator of heaven and earth. And we are but your creation, Father. So give your creation, your daughters and your sons, Father. Give them the desire to praise you. And when they do, Father, put your glory on display for them and through them. For all to be a witness of the glory of the living God of Israel. I give you praise, I give you glory for it, Father, all in the precious name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Hey, until next time, don't forget, email me with your prayer request, your comments or your concerns. Hey, we love you. Have a blessed day. I'd like to thank you for taking your time to listen to our podcast today. If you would like to contact us with your questions, your comments, or even your prayer request, you can do so at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D 59 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, remember, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. 